The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. That account will be up and running again shortly. Just need to get Twitter to sort their lives out and uh, give us the login for it. Forgotten the login. We'll have that up and running in the next few weeks, 100% before the World Cup, even if I have to start a new one. But I'm pretty sure that eventually Twitter support will get it dealt with. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my Twitter account. I am at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. Moving on with this edition of the EPL show, we begin with the 12.30 a.m. kickoff, 12.30 a.m. UK time, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time, where Leicester City will desperately be looking for three points at home as they are bang in trouble at the bottom of the table. They are home to Crystal Palace, where Leicester are the 6-4 to four favourites to win this game. It's 12-5 to five on the draw. And it's 15 to 8 here on Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace are a live dog here because I thought that off the back of the win against Nottingham Forest at home, that Leicester would go on a little bit of a run. They are hitting their easier part of the running. I expected them to at least get a draw away to Bournemouth last weekend, if not win the game. And they ended up losing from a goal up. So the... The revival really wasn't that against Nottingham Forest because Leicester are still in trouble. Off the back of that, it's difficult to take them here against a Crystal Palace team who haven't made the best start to the season, but they have played some very, very difficult teams. They've played against all of the top four. So coming up here against Leicester, this on paper is an easier game for them. So therefore, the only way I can really bet this is to play the goals. I like both teams to score, which is available at 7-10. to 10, And I also like over two and a half goals, which for some reason is available at 10-11. to 11. Now, Leicester have the Premier League's worst defence, but they've only failed to score once this season, while both teams have scored in seven of Crystal Palace's nine top flight games. And... Both teams have scored in four straight head-to-head meetings between these two teams. So I feel like we will see goals here. There's no way that I think Leicester are going to be involved in a low-scoring, cagey game. They just can't do it. Their defence is too weak. Every time they concede a corner, they're in danger of conceding a goal. And um, in Crystal Palace, 
They have Wilfred Zaha, who has scored in three of his last four appearances against the Foxes. In fact, he has scored more goals against Leicester than he has against any other Premier League team. So he enjoys this fixture. I think if you go up to watch this, you will enjoy this fixture because I do think it will contain goals. And I think at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110, there is significant value on the over two and a half goals here in this one. Up next, we move on to the three o'clock kickoffs and we look at the game here between Fulham and Bournemouth, where Fulham are the 10 to 11 home favourites. It's 13 to 5 here on the draw and it's 3 to 1 on Bournemouth. I'm upset that I missed the fantasy deadline for this week. I was picking my team and I ended up timing out and couldn't get Mitrovic into the lineup. I do think he'll be fit enough to start this game, but uh, ultimately I didn't get him in because the Friday start to the EPL did catch me out. It caught me out in terms of recording the EPL show and it caught me out in terms of getting my fantasy team in. But the reason why he's so important is because Fulham have failed to score more than once in six of the last eight games where Mitrovic, who is still a doubt, did not play or was substituted before half-time. This Bournemouth team have scored four goals in the last two away games combined, but they are yet to keep a clean sheet away from home this season. So I do think the safest way to play this would be to take both teams to score. If Mitrovic plays, I do lean Fulham to end this undefeated record of Bournemouth. But if he doesn't play, then I would go with uh, Bournemouth as a live underdog here in the draw no bet market and you can get that selection at two to one plus 200 for Bournemouth to to win as a pick I think you're getting significant value with that given the fact that Fulham have lost three of the last four Premier League games and are now dropping into that bottom section of the table where we expected to see them whilst Bournemouth they're unbeaten in their last five Premier League games they've won two and drawn three and um, it's noteworthy that Fulham have not beaten Bournemouth since 1992 and Bournemouth have won four and drawn three of their last seven visits here to Fulham. So it is old historical data. It doesn't really have much bearing on the current crop of players. It's just interesting to, to mention it because I have dug it up. But ultimately, I would wait to see at two o'clock if Mitrovic is in the lineup. And even if he isn't, I do feel that Fulham will be able to score a goal on their home patch and I do feel like Bournemouth will be able to score here at Fulham. So both teams to score is my main selection with or without Mitrovic, but I think Mitrovic's inclusion will determine who wins this game and if he plays, I'll go for Fulham and if he doesn't, I think Bournemouth are definitely a live underdog here in this one. Up next, we move on to the game here between Wolves and Nottingham Forest. Wolves are still without a manager, so... Nottingham Forest may fancy their chances of finally getting a win that they need to take them out of the relegation zone. The bookies don't agree, though. They have Wolves as the 7-10 favourites. It's 13-5 on the draw, and it's 17-4 here on Nottingham Forest. Really difficult to know what to do with this game. On paper, you'd think that it would give Nottingham Forest a chance to pick up an away win, but um, they haven't been playing very well. There's still no signs that all these new players are gelling. And as for Wolves, this is a team that they should be, but... 
They don't currently have a manager. There are now rumours going around that they are going to bring back their old boss in Nuno Spirito Santo if he can get out of his current job in Saudi Arabia. So very, very interesting stuff. Statistically, Wolves come into this one having won three of their last seven home games against newly promoted clubs and have only lost once at Molyneux this season, despite the fact they are doing quite badly overall and have lost their manager. And Nottingham Forest, of course, we know they've been on a horrible one, horrible run. They've lost three of their last four Premier League away games and they've lost them by an aggregate scoreline of 13-1. So it makes it very, very difficult to pick a winner here. I think ultimately this is going to be a low-scoring game away from home last season against teams in the top half. Nottingham Forest went under two and a half goals against all of them. And um, Wolves, they're not scoring a lot of goals. That's been their problem. That's why Bruno Large got sacked. So I think under two and a half goals could be a way to play this game. I also think a sprinkle on the draw may be a way to go. But um, I don't expect this to show up on any of my cards this weekend over at Lock Betting. There are much, much better spots in the EPL this weekend. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of official plays, especially when we get to the Sunday portion of the show. Before we get there, we need to get through one more Saturday game. And it's Tottenham at home to Everton where Tottenham are the 1-2, minus 200 favourites to win this game. It's 7-2 on the draw, and it's 6-1 here on Everton. Tottenham have seemingly recovered from their mini blip. They ended up failing to win three of four games, losing to Sporting Lisbon, losing to Arsenal, and drawing away to Eitrich Frankfurt. They've bounced back by scrapping out a 1-0 win against Brighton and they got a 3-2 win in midweek in the Champions League against Eitrich Frankfurt. Here at Everton, I expect Tottenham to come away with the win. There isn't too much value at 1-2-200. to minus You would be looking at this as a parlay piece. If you feel super confident, you can take Tottenham on the minus one Asian handicap line, but they would need to win by two goals for you to win any money. And if they win by just a single goal, you end up pushing this selection. Tottenham have won all six of their competitive home games this season and faced an Everton side that lost both of their meetings with sides currently in the Premier League top five this season. So I think Tottenham will be one of the teams that are definitely in the top five. So that trend should continue with uh, Everton not having enough to stay with Tottenham. We saw last weekend that Manchester United were well on top for large periods of that game against Everton. So I think Everton's goals will realistically be to try and get themselves into the top half. I think that would be a monumental achievement for Frank Lampard, but it won't be off the back of getting results at places like Arsenal, Tottenham, Manchester City, Liverpool or Manchester United. So I think this is going to be a home win. And I think you can take the risk of taking Tottenham minus one on the Asian handicap line here for this one. And um, you'll get yourselves a push if Tottenham just win this game by a single goal. I don't think they will. I think they'll be looking for a better performance. Last weekend, they had to scrape past Brighton. But in midweek, they were impressive against Eitrich Frankfurt. They took their foot off the pedal when they were 3-1 up because Eitrich Frankfurt went uh, went down to 10 men. And Eitrich Frankfurt actually scored with 10 men. So that did take a little bit of the gloss off the victory for Tottenham. The fact that they 
they allowed 10 men back into the game and 3-2 made it look much closer than it actually was. I think Tottenham can get a more convincing win here on Saturday prior to their trip to Manchester United in midweek. Before we move on to Sunday's games, let me take a second out here to tell you guys about Wimbet. Now, if you're thinking about joining Wimbet, now is the perfect time. Customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the Wimbet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Also, if you're looking to join the Wimbet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on Wimbet odds-wise gets a $1,000 thousand dollar free bet last week someone turned six dollars into four thousand dollars plus they got themselves a free one thousand dollar bet on top of that win bet truly is the place for hashtags dgens only there's so much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash win so they know we sent you that sportsgallonpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today now, this offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions are available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in state where in the state where play through Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let me also take this quick time out to tell you guys about FUBU TV. If you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra cost. Over 100 channels of live sport and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with their included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBU TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And finally, let me take a second out to tell you guys about Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. Why is that important? Because if you bet regularly and you regularly just take any old price, so say you take a minus 130 when a minus 10 is available, you will end up losing a significant amount of profit over the course of a week, even more over the course of a month, and even more over the course of a year. Now, I run a pay service where I track every single one of my bets. I post the P&L every single month. You can see it. It's the pinned tweet at lockbetting.com. And I use sites like Odds Trader. The reason I do that is so my win column is as high as it could possibly be. My P&L would be a lot less if I didn't shop around for the best possible lines available at all the major sports books. You can use Odds Trader to also compare different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get yourself the best deal when you sign up. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. This is all crucial stuff for the NFL season. It also has a bet tracker, so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. And as I said, your records will be better if you shop around for the best price. So... Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. We jump across to Sunday and we begin with the game between Aston Villa and Chelsea, where Chelsea are the 5-6 minus 120 favourites to win this game. It's 5-2 on the draw and it's 18-5 on Villa. 
This really surprised me, this line, because Chelsea have been playing really well as of late. They've been really fluid. They seem to be taking on board what Graham Potter wants them to do. And Aston Villa have been awful. They've been awful all season. In fact, they've been pretty much awful since Steven Gerrard took over. Steven Gerrard has now been in charge for 36 games and he's only won 12 of them. So he isn't the saviour that Aston Villa wanted him to be. He's been given some investment. It hasn't been as much as he probably wanted, but he came from Rangers where he won the league for Rangers. So I think expectations were a lot higher than this and um, he could lose his job. Aston Villa are actually about to start a very, very difficult part of their running. And there's a very real possibility that Aston Villa could be right down there by the time the World Cup starts and teams go on a winter break. And maybe Aston Villa will assess that situation and they will bring in a new manager. That's what Chelsea have done. And they've been unbeaten since Graham Potter took charge and have won their last four competitive games. While Aston Villa, they've only won two of their nine Premier League matches so far this season. So this is a very easy selection for me. I'm surprised we're getting the price of 5-6 to six minus 120, but because we are, we will continue to ride the form of Chelsea here and we will simply take them on the money line to get the win against Aston Villa here in this one. Up next, we look at the game here between Leeds and Arsenal, where Arsenal are the 4-7 to seven favourites here. If you shop around, you can get a 3-5. to five. It's 10-3 to three on the draw and it's 5-1 to one here on Leeds. Again, for me, this is a no-brainer selection. Arsenal are a very, very solid parlay piece here at the price of 3-5. to five. You can parlay them together this weekend with the likes of Tottenham. You can parlay them together here with Chelsea, who, as I just mentioned, are available at 5-6, to six, minus 120. And uh, you can get decent returns here in the EPL this weekend. I believe that Arsenal will be way too good for Leeds. I always felt like Leeds' good start to the season was a little bit fraudulent because they did ride their luck at times. Leeds have also been notoriously poor against the top six ever since they got promoted back up to the Premier League. Of course, Jesse Marsh tries to play things a lot differently than Bielsa did in terms of not being so gung-ho, setting up a low block at times, setting up not to get beaten. But ultimately, I think the golfing class is too much here. Arsenal are playing too well. They've only dropped points in one game this season. That was a defeat at Old Trafford. And to be fair to Arsenal... They probably were the better team for large periods of that game, which is why it was such an impressive win for Man United to be able to soak up what Arsenal were doing and be able to hit on the counter-attack and deliver the sucker punch. I was very, very happy with that win, a win that looks better and better every week as Arsenal continue to win. And this is another spot where Arsenal will win this weekend. Leeds are currently on the joint worst winless run since the appointment of Jesse Marsh. So reality is kicking in. Meanwhile, Arsenal have won each of their last six games three times with multiple goal margins. And I think that's what's going to happen again here as well. Arsenal have scored at least three goals in five of the last six away games against Leeds, whilst they've scored at least twice 
in nine of the last 10 Premier League games. So I think it's going to be a comfortable and commanding victory for Arsenal to get yourselves away from the short price, which, as I said, the best price is three to five. And if that's too short for you and you want to get it closer to um, four to five, five to six, one minus 120, you can tack on the over one and a half goals here. That means that you win this as long as Arsenal don't win it 1-0. And I just can't see a 1-0 scoreline between these two teams. So my main selection here is going to be for Arsenal and the over 1.5 goals tacked on. And you can get that at 5-6, minus 120 here in what I think will be a comfortable afternoon for Arsenal at Ellen Road. Up next, we move on to the game between Southampton and West Ham. Don't forget, we don't cover the Man United game here. We cover Manchester United versus Newcastle over on BetMUFC, which will be available tomorrow. So we look at Southampton, West Ham next before we move on to the game of the weekend between Liverpool and Manchester City. Southampton are the 2-1 to one home underdogs. It's 23-10 to 10 on the draw. And West Ham are available here at 6-4. to four. Ralph Hasenhutl now leads the market for the next manager to go, just ahead of Brendan Rodgers. Many people thought Steve Cooper, including myself, was nailed on after the 4-0 defeat against Leicester, but the owner surprised everyone by giving him a new contract. That was surprising, but also probably fair, given that he did guide Nottingham Forest back to the Premier League, where they haven't been for a long, long time. And uh, now the two favourites are House and Hootle and Brendan Rodgers. This is a game where Southampton probably have to get a positive result. But ultimately, I don't see that being the case, even though West Ham played in the Europa Conference League on Thursday, but they played at home. That's not as bad as the trip they had last week where they travelled to Anderlecht and still won. Um, against Fulham last weekend. So West Ham are coming through a resurgence now. They are having a good run of form. They travelled to Southampton with six wins out of the last seven, losing only once. And they look like uh, a good value selection here to pick up a win against a Southampton team who have lost each of their last four league games, including getting spanked by Manchester City last weekend. So I'm going to ride with West Ham here on the money line. This could be the last game for Ralph Hasenhutl. It isn't one of my stronger picks because historically, Hasenhutl has responded every single time his back was against the wall. He manages to have a response. He manages to get this team to the 40-point mark and they manage to comfortably stay in the EPL. And that's really all these owners want. They're a club who sign players young, they improve them and they sell them for a lot of money. That's the model. Maybe House and Hootel wants to get away from that himself. Maybe he feels like he can manage a bigger club. He has done a good job at Southampton. But I do feel that things will come to an end if West Ham are able to pick up the away win here in this one. The final game is the game of the week. A game that has previously been crucial to the title in previous years. Thankfully... It won't be this season because Liverpool are already out of the title race. Jurgen Klopp is crying. He's crying about his squad. He's crying about other squads. He's crying that Manchester City won the league last season while we're still able to sign Haaland. He's crying about dry pitches. I mean, the guy is just a massively dislikable prick. 
And I've never liked him. And I've always said that about him. And now people are beginning to see why I disliked him so much. And I also dislike Liverpool, which is no secret. So this doesn't hurt me to see this. Obviously, it's not great to see Manchester City being this dominant. But last year, people were talking about Liverpool being one of the best squads ever because they challenged on all fronts. But now look at what's happened to them. They didn't do well in the in the summer transfer window. They sold Mane only to bring in Darwin Nunes. And um, yeah, it, it just wasn't good business for a team who need to build. A team that challenged on four fronts and fell short in two of them. You would think that they would make the crucial signings to challenge again. Instead, they've gone completely backwards and they'll be lucky lucky to finish in the Champions League positions and the way that they're defending at the moment this season, it makes it very, very difficult to see them finishing in the top four when it looks like they're going to concede close to 60 goals. Um, they are the three to one underdogs to win this game. It's also three to one on the draw and Manchester City are the 19 to 20 favourites here. You can get Manchester City at around about even money. You can get a shade of plus money. The odds have changed slightly because Liverpool managed to smash Rangers in midweek 7-1. But I think that will have absolutely no bearing on this game. Liverpool haven't beaten Manchester City in the last five head-to-head meetings. And that was a Liverpool side that were in a lot better form than the current one. I think you could take Manchester City to win this game and you could even tack on uh, over two and a half goals to get it past two to one. So you could take a plus 200 selection here. This is because Manchester City alone have averaged 3.67 goals per game in the Premier League this season and have hit three or more in seven of these nine games while Liverpool have conceded three times in each of the last two league outings. They continue to concede the first goal. They've done it in every single game so far this season other than a victory against Ajax and other than the victory at home to Bournemouth. Apart from that they've conceded the first goal in every single one of their other games which is absolutely ridiculous. That is a ridiculous stat for Liverpool and if they go behind against this Manchester City team and start chasing the game they are going to get absolutely picked apart. Erling Haaland is going to have a field day. He's going to have a field day against this current version of Virgil van Dijk, which looks like no version of van Dijk that we've ever seen before. I did say that he had regressed slightly after his injury. I did say last season that Joel Matip was carrying him a little bit and he was a lot more comfortable next to him. Liverpool fans weren't having any of it. But listen, I've been sitting here for eight years doing this podcast Nobody has made more money for people in any sport on any podcast than I have on this one. I know what I'm talking about. When it's time to talk shit about a team, I don't just do it because I don't like that team. I do it because it's valid. I don't always talk up my own team. I regularly bet against my own team. The same way I regularly have bet on Liverpool on the right occasions and every other team. You would not have my record if I showed any kind of bias. I may have bias in terms of the way I feel about certain players and their conduct and their personalities and whatnot. But when it comes down to handicapping, I always call it as I see it. When it comes down to the type of players people are and how good I think they are, I always call it as I see it. And Virgil van Dijk 
The year Liverpool won the league, it was easily in the uh, Premier League 11. It was easily in the top three conversation for the best defenders in the world. I mean, I didn't even argue with the fact that this man almost won a Ballon d'Or as a centre-back. I believe that he was robbed when when Messi won it. But now, this is not that version of Van Dijk. Trent Alexander-Arnold on the right-hand side has been exposed. Um, there's no centre-back pairing that you can put in there that can stop Manchester City. They're, they're, they're midfield. They're midfield. Any pairing you put together, it's not worthy of being in the top six. It's the weakest midfield in all of the top six. Newcastle have, have stronger midfielders than Liverpool have. This This squad is abysmal. And this squad doesn't deserve Champions League qualification. And this team, I believe, are going to get ripped apart and taught a lesson on Sunday. And um, it's going to be fun to watch. Even though I prefer to see Man United doing it. Man United have already beat Liverpool this season. And even though the scoreline was 2-1, that was comfortable. Man United should have been 4-0 up in the first half. And uh, Manchester City should have been 8-0 up when they played Manchester United in the first half. So that's just me being completely honest. So how do you think this one's going to go? If it goes to current form, if it goes the way that the statistics say it's going to go, if it goes the way that the eye test says it's going to go, if it goes the way my gut says it's going to go, then Liverpool are going to get ripped apart here on Sunday. And therefore, your lock on this show can only be one selection. And there's a lot of stuff I like. If you head over to lockbetting.com and you sign up for the soccer pack, then you will get my picks this weekend. It will feature plenty of EPL action. If you want to get the all sports pack, then you'll get all of my picks, including tennis, UFC, boxing, NFL. Dante Wilder returns to the week, returns to the ring this weekend. That will be covered on an edition of the fight show. But uh, ultimately, the lock here for this show has to be Manchester City on the money line. And we will quote that at the price of even money plus 100. There are slightly better prices available. There are also worse prices available. As I said, the line here improved off the back of Liverpool beating Rangers 7-1. But they went 1-0 down in that game. You go 1-0 down here against Manchester City at Anfield, I don't think you're coming back in the game. So ultimately, I cannot see past Manchester City winning this game. As I mentioned to you, you can go in a different direction here and tackle the over two and a half goals because... This one sure as hell won't be a 1-0, 2-0 scoreline. There's going to be goals here in this game. This Liverpool side have conceded exactly three goals in their last two Premier League games, but have scored in all but one of their fixtures this season. Manchester City haven't exactly been solid at the back. This has been one of their more weaker starts to the season defensively and that will be something that they need to sort out if they seriously want to challenge for the Champions League in the later stages at the latter end of the season but for now I think they get past Liverpool comfortably and your lock here once again is on Manchester City on the money line that's it for me in this edition of the EPL show good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening